0: Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry. We have Max here, and we have David here, who, who's who been on a, a, a long sabbatical, <laughs> right? So, uh, so Max, I've talked to you lately. Uh, David, let's start with you. How have you, how have you been doing, man?
1: Yeah, uh, very well, thank you. It's, uh, it's nice to be back where, where it all started. Um,
2: yeah, I've just been...
1: Obviously, when the end of the season comes, I just I fancied a little bit of a break from it all. Uh, not just this, just the football in general. I uh, just wanted to enjoy the World Cup, so I wasn't writing that much either. But over the last week and a half, I've started getting back into the swing of things. And uh, I'm sure it will continue that way as well.
0: It's great to have you back, man. <laughs> uh, you know... Uh... Max Max is, is also uh has also returned. Uh Aye. Max, how how's things been going with you?
3: I've only just got a root canal done this morning, so I've been writ off for most of today to be honest. Mm. Painful First shit. Book. First time I've ever had anything like that done to me, like dental wise and it's not pretty. No. Okay,
0: okay. Serious respect to Max for coming and recording and talking football with, you know, on the same day that he's had dental work done—that's ridiculous. I've never had a root canal, but I got to be honest: had that happened, I probably wouldn't be recording. I, yeah.
3: Yeah. Not nice. Well,
0: so speaking of painful procedures, uh, Sunday. I, I took the family to to the preseason, the only decent football in North Carolina these days, unless you're counting kind of the lower league professional stuff. Uh, we went and saw Dortmund play uh, play the shite. And so in preparation for this, for, for my son's birthday, it's our six-year-old. We left our three-year-old at home because we thought he couldn't really handle it. But... Uh, in preparation for that, we got we got our six year old for his birthday uh, a, a full Dortmund kit. All right, mm-hmm. for him to wear it, you know, soccer camp and all that stuff. I said yeah. soccer right. for him <laughs> to wear at camp. <laughs> soccer bomb. Uh, so, but uh, so he was he wore that, and of course, me and the wife wore black shirts because we're not going to wear anything close to red, right? And only people I know that are going to this thing are reds. Just American Reds, which yeah. I've got to tell you guys, that's, that's the thing I noticed about this match. It was really, really American, okay? Mm. It, first of all, it was in an American football stadium, which is fine. It's the stadium that my favorite American football team plays yes. in, Bank of America Stadium where the Panthers play. That was awesome. So I knew the stadium. It's a big stadium, all right? But there were so many Reds there, guys, so <laughs> many. I can't that, get over, yeah, that were like, they were li- everywhere.
1: That literally doesn't surprise me. Like
0: this. Well, the deal is this, though. There were some serious ones, like real supporters, mm. and then there were like part-time reds. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we even had some people behind us having discussion about how they used to be Arsenal supporters, but because oh. Arsenal hadn't done well lately, they switched things up.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. right. Oh, yeah, what God. you're gonna you're gonna see now at like a a domino effect from them having a decent run in the Champions League last year. I think this is this will probably last for another two or three years where yeah. um, they'll have these Klingon fans similar to after 05. But I um, don't know. They don't really win much these days, do they? So, you know, I can't see them sticking around too long, hopefully.
0: Yeah, that was the big thing that I noticed is a lot of people had their had their Liverpool shirts on, some of them in full kits. And immediately I heard... I heard all the multitude of football Twitter people going "full kit wankers" in my head. That's the first thing I thought of was "full kit wankers." So, <laughs> but uh, so they they actually played on the in the speakers throughout the stadium. They they played "You'll Never Walk Alone."
2: Ugh. Okay,
0: they actually did that despite the fact that it's supposed to be a neutral situation. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But only about one fifth of the supporters stood up and knew the words. Like, I mean, the one, I
1: suppose it's, they both sing it, though. They sing it, though, they sing it, though they don't they yeah, But Dortmund and Liverpool? Does Dortmund
3: sing it, too? Yeah. yeah. Any, any iPods? Do what? Any
0: iPods? No, but I did. There was a couple in front of us, both of them streaming the game on their phone. Oh. Like, side by side, just recording the whole game, streaming it. So, I, mean, I actually, have, I've never heard Dortmund do You'll Never Walk Alone. Now, I don't feel as bad. Yeah. Right? Mm. I, I was, but none of the Liverpool supporters around us stood up for that and none of them sang or knew the words
1: especially yeah, that,
0: that, the guy beside me
1: Jerry, it's the exact same outfield to be fair mm. Mm. so
0: I'm getting a taste of how it actually is mm. and the more I think about it the more I'm actually fine with being around that, you know what I mean? because I'm just like, wow, they're just so fake yeah. you know, mm. and, like, yeah. and so plastic which I'm fine with but the guy beside me was American, and he was kind of a big dude. And he narrated the whole game. All right? He would sit there and go, oh, and there's a through ball. All right, and now with the overlap, and now and now cross. Oh, and finish. You got to finish. You know." And he's narrating the whole thing. <laughs> and, and every time somebody does like a, a clever move or something, he says this. And bear in mind, he's American. He goes, ooh, cheeky. I heard him say ooh cheeky ten Painful. times. Okay? <laughs> I hated it so much. The whole time I wanted to look over and be like, You don't have to convince me you watch soccer, man. You don't have to convince me that you you just just live your truth, man. You don't yeah. have to convince me.
1: So That's the, that's the problem, isn't it? There's so many that have to try so hard to make up for that kind of geographical difference that they have that they have to no, really go next level. It's the same on social media. I know mm. you make a point, don't you, Jerry, of being quite reserved on social media. But many others are the most vocal on there. And it's all to try and make up for the fact that, you know, something's bugging them deep down. And maybe that it is the fact they're on the other side of the world.
0: Mm. See, see, I thought about it. I was trying to compare Mr. Cheeky to my, my. you know, I'd say football when we talk. Yeah. I'd say soccer. Usually, and I, you know, and and when I and I try to say nil instead of zero, I say Z instead of Z. This is stuff just because that's that's who I'm talking to. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. That's that's just. But he was around a bunch of American people. You know what I mean. So it's like he doesn't yeah, eat, he doesn't have it to doesn't translate. No. Yeah, not at all. So after Van Dyke scored, guys, after Van Dyke scored, they showed the Liverpool supporters on the jumbotron. Mm. And I was so angry until I saw them do a close-up on this one Liverpool supporter holding up his You'll Never Walk Alone scarf. He's sitting there going, <laughs> looking straight into the camera, and it's upside down. And I was like, I'm so angry I didn't record that, man. So angry. It was such a good moment. Oh, uh, God, that's awful. But yeah, yeah, and then after Pulisic scored, uh, all, a bunch of supporters started a USA chant. <laughs> including Liverpool supporters who had just started losing <sighs> oh,
2: yeah.
1: and you're just, what, um, yeah yeah it's, i mean it's, it's ludicrous isn't it what what was the dortmund con- contingency like there like what was the support for, like more than you
0: would believe really more, more than you would expect yeah there was a healthy dose of neutrals but there are a lot of dortmund shirts there like more than you would think there was actually a small dortmund section down low but the Liverpool supporters just far, far outweighed them. Yeah, um, but I was psyched that there were people there actually, you know, supporting Dortmund. Dortmund and uh, yeah, they left happier.
1: Yeah how okay. did you uh, how did you find the experience? Because it probably would have been your first elite clubs you've seen live, isn't it?
0: Um, honestly, I, I thought it was amazing. Um, yeah. I, I was going to be fine. Th- I just want to see good football. That's all I wanted. I just want to see yeah. a good game. Just, just and and although it wasn't all the starters, there were some really good players there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the, and it was made even better by the fact that Pulisic just finally in the last twenty minutes just called fire. Yeah. And Liverpool's second team defense just couldn't stay with him because their first yeah. teamers played first half. So it was. I don't know. It was great. I, I, mm-hmm. I the idea of being able to walk around and, and lick lick the reds tears and say ah oh, <laughs> your sadness tastes so good yeah, just you know it was but it was great actually yeah. uh, and my kid flipped out I've got a video I'm gonna post it on Twitter soon uh, I recorded Pulisic's PK and then when he scored I panned over to to Bennett and he's in the oh, he's yeah. beside me just. It looks like I sped up the video, but he's just celebrating like so hard, and it's great because he's been he was pissed off because Liverpool was winning one zero, and he was kind of yeah. kind of annoyed. But um, yeah, the family loved it. My wife loved it. It's just it was a it was a highlight. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think we're gonna try yeah. to go catch Rooney at DC United here in the yeah, next month or two. I don't I just I don't even know how he's gonna play. Apparently, in yeah. his first match, he looked great. Second match, eh? So we'll see. I don't know. Yes. Anyway I have I have bat oh oh in the the wave happened the wave uh, Mexico, and we did not I looked at my wife as it was coming toward us and I did this
2: <laughs>
0: I did that and I didn't even explain to Bennett what it was afterward she I, I told my wife I was like, we didn't do the wave because that's for Wankers okay yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I said that we had gone out to eat and she, and she looked at me like don't say that around Bennett and I was just like, no, Wankers we can't do that. Not at a football match. We cannot do that. So <laughs> it was just funny, uh, but uh, amazing experience. I'm glad. You know, now if I can figure out a way to save money and and get to Goodison, that's just going to be a whole different level. So it'll
1: happen, mate. Yeah, one day, hopefully, hoping with
0: this coming season, so we can see some of the new additions. Mm. Segway. Yeah. So. <laughs> Let's quickly sum up what this episode is going to be like for the podcasters out there. We are going to begin by talking about our new Brazilian, Richarlison. That's not Mm. my shirt. That is a friend's shirt. I have no connection. It come in handy, to, you know. But yeah. it's just it, this this video. That's why it's going to come in handy. Uh, yeah. So Richarlison is officially a blue. So we're going to discuss that. There's a lot of angles to this, guys. A lot. Mm. And i I've, I've uh, Max has weighed in pretty heavily on the Toffee Blues website on this once. And uh, yeah, he's mm-hmm. bemused. So we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, next, we'll kind of discuss the preseason so far. We've had uh, four matches. Um, very differing in tone, each one. So uh, we'll, we'll go into that. We'll talk about who's helped themselves and who's hurt themselves. Um, and then we're going to do a fun segment. It's kind of a new one. It's called Player Scenarios. And essentially what we do is we take, we come up with a category, and we pick the current Everton player that best fits that category. So if it's most likely to be a plumber, uh, yeah, that's, that's what we, 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 figure that out, you know, okay, well, that's definitely going to be message, period, and then you say why, all right, so we've got those, we're talking action hero, reality star, and castaway. who would be the best desert island survivor, so we're going to go into those, and we're going to finish with some old transfer rumors, guys, old ones, uh, yeah, so, gentlemen, let's discuss Richarlison. Um, I've written down a bunch of research here, guys, because I'm really, I was really trying to make myself feel, feel okay about this transfer. I was already okay Mm. because when I, when you, when you see 50 immediately, you, you clinch up, you know, but then you find out it wasn't 50. That's not what it was, right? Mm. It's from what I'm hearing, 35 to 40. Okay, there we go. Yeah. But uh, so we're talking about we're talking about a, a winger slash forward, uh, 32 Premier League appearances last season, five goals, four assists, uh, and most of the, those appearances are on the left side. So essentially, if Lookman is starting on the left for us right now, those two guys would be competing as long, you know, assuming Lookman stays. Okay. Um, yeah. He's two footed. He's the most fouled player in the league, more than Hazard, more than Deli Ali which is a strange stat, but that's true. Uh, mm-hmm. re- his defensive stats are strong, guys. Uh, aerial duels, uh, uh, interceptions and blocks. He's a defensive player as well. So he works hard. He's a hardworking guy. So, guys, uh, we're talking about a guy who had 52 first-team matches in one calendar year. All right? He had played in the Brazilian League, then he immediately turned around and played for Watford. This summer has been his first break in a really long time, which may explain how he mm-hmm. tailed off a bit. First of all, guys, are you comfortable with the fee? And so, Max, let's start with you because you've been doing that little face of yours. And so yeah. let's go ahead and get into that.
3: I just I just think, you know, it was one of the, as soon as I saw the, you know, 50, 40, 35, or whatever it is, it made me feel really disheartened because it just, the value of football, I mean, it, it kind of made me have a bit of perspective because like, I took a step back and I thought, bloody hell, what could that achieve in the real world? you know what I mean? 40 million, whatever it is. And, it's a dangerous you
1: know, game, doing I know that with the, the,
3: the, the, first, the first thing that sprung to me mind was, you know, Luis Figo was worth that. When, when Luis Figo signed for Real Madrid, that's what he was worth. And I know that, that speaks of the inflation of football, but... If you if you if you're talking those type of figures, that I said this yesterday. You've got to be looking at individual accolades. You've got to be looking at has he been part of a league winning team or has he achieved silverware? And for me, I thought I just don't know. There's just nothing about it. Well, I say I'm not excited about it. But saying that he is 21, and of course, there's there's every possibility that he's going to go on and be a great player. But I don't see him one of these players that's going to come in come in and have an immediate impact.
0: Mm. David, what do you think? Um, comfortable with the fee was the question.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I believe it, it's it's on the excessive side. The only thing is, a lot has been made of the fee, and certainly, I, I just I can't compare it, what you were saying, Max, the two between like the likes of Figo or Zidane or anything, because the game has changed so much and. I'm not even talking about the game changer so much from 20 years ago. We're talking like the last five years. You know, mm. there were, it, it was jaw dropping that Andy Carroll went to 30 odd million. You know, what was it? Maybe five years ago, a little bit longer. Whereas now, that just seems to be a steady, a steady going uh, transfer fee, and we're talking about it's not 50 now; it's only 35. And as I said, I do believe it is excessive, but. If, it, if, if he turns out to be a good player, if you look at the potential he does have, because let's be, let's be, we have to have some perspective here at the end of the day. He's been signed now, so there's no going back. So mm. you have to say positives and you think, oh, you know, he's a young lad who is younger than the likes of Davis, isn't he? And the likes of Calvert Lewin. Um, he, he had a good, certainly, first half of the season last season. So. I can live with the fee to answer your question, Jerry. I can live with it, although I do think it's excessive. Um,
0: I did a little comparison just because Uh, is 21. 21 years old, okay? Uh, Felipe Anderson is 25. His fee went is going to go up to 41.5 or 42. Um, Fabinho, that fee is going to go up to 44. He's 24 years old, all right? Uh Felipe Anderson had one cap, Fabinho has four caps. All right. Um additionally, mm-hmm. Fabinho had one let year left on his contract. Felipe Anderson had, I think, uh, two years left on his contract. Richarlison had four years left on his contract. Okay. If we're talking about comparison in terms of what the market is right now, a fee of thirty-five going up to forty sort of matches. I realize they're different positions. Yeah. But I don't think there's a huge difference in value when you when I, cause I think those other two players, if they had one if they had four years left on their contract, they would cost more. But the fact that they have mm-hmm. more year they have less years left, I think that's an equalizer and the fact that Richarlison's only twenty one.
1: There's mm-hmm. more
0: potential there.
1: But Sorry to cut you off, Jay Barber, correct myself and say when I, I meant to say they were in the same age groups of the likes of Davis and Calvert Moon. Sorry, I didn't I think technically he's a little bit older by a few months, but I was meant to be saying, you know, that similar yeah. age
0: groups. Oh yeah. So mm. I I don't
1: Someone a mm.
0: Oh yeah, so. they will.
1: <laughs> yeah. Someone someone was literally already writing on the comments before I just said that. They're just go on, carry They're being
0: on. specific. It's okay. Uh yeah. <laughs> So I'm okay with the fee when I use some. When I think about that, if it if it for some reason rises above forty though and gets closer to fifty, the way it was originally reported, which I don't think it is. If it does that though, even even if it does, even if that is true, that means he will have had to have had a dynamite ear, guys.
3: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. then
0: it will we'll look at it and be like, oh, that was worth it.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. I- the thing is, as well, we're in a position, aren't we, where uh, we, we can't attract elite players at this stage because we haven't got much to offer in terms no. of European football. You know, we could probably go out this weekend buy three or four players who would get in most mid-table sides. But the problem is, Everton have ambitions to be more yeah. than that. So we need to try and find... A medium between the two plays that will improve the side, and I think although he was hit and miss last year, certainly second half the year after Silver left, I think Richarlison does have the potential to become a good starting eleven player, not just a squad player, a good starting eleven. Um, I think we spoke off camera that a few of us had me about how he could. Maybe be this kind, of, you know, just what we've been looking for in, in a breaking terms of going on to be an elite player, you know, because we don't seem to, we never seem to get that look, do we? We, you know, like we're expecting him to turn out like Balassi, but for all we know, we could be, he could be a salad all right. We, we might be dreaming a little bit, but you, you just don't know, do you? Don't know where that potential can lead to.
3: Well, I, I think obviously, just to add to what you know, what you were saying, on what Jerry was saying, in terms of comparison, I know you can compare them to you know the deals that West Ham are doing, and you can go even above that and say, you know, look at the likes of Liverpool. But personally, I think you can only compare it in, internally. You can only compare it compared to the business that Everton done over, have, have done over the last few years. And I don't know. I've just kind of got this gut feeling that it might end up like another Balassi. Mm-hmm. i I don't yes. know what it is, but something tells me. I mean, whenever a these... In, Whenever it's I've seen these interviews, whenever I've seen these interviews with with him, he seems like very manager dependent. You know, he's always mm-hmm. first to bring up the managers that he's worked under and the influence that he's had under them. And yeah, granted, I know he's got a really good relationship with Silva, but you know, Silva's got a tendency to, you know, I'm I'm not suggesting that Marco Silva might jump ship, but if he goes through a, you know, say if he goes goes through a bad phase, you know, what, what's that what's that going to do to Richarlison's confidence and form? Mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. worried in case you know if if it does eventually flop, it's gonna bite us on the ass big time. That's a really yeah, reasonable well, I think,
0: concern. I just needed to say that.
1: That'd yeah, it, I, I actually I go as far as saying that's the number one fear. I think, I think what what Max said there certainly. Balassi, I just think he's the best comparison we've got over the last few years. Isn't he? Where considered similar players, That just yeah. hasn't worked out. Um, and yet Silver is going to be a massive part. It, he needs to be doing well, I think, for the likes of a Charleston to do well in the team. Um, but yeah, as I said, we I just think we've got to have some perspective on it. That as I said, a, a lot has been made about the fee involved. But if you look at two options, would you rather be having the money to pay these fees to get these players in, or be the one looking, you know, through the shop window outside, not being able to afford these players? So yeah. Yeah, if you're looking for positives just the off. I need well. to
0: mention that Belasi did have a major injury as well and had had he not we just can't predict what he would have, what would have happened there all right yeah, you, you preach. Mm-hmm. I, I know I know but that is but it is a true thing that happened and he was starting every game for us and he wasn't the worst player on the field the way he was when he came back from the injury you know because when he came back did any of you ever feel like he looked dangerous in any way? You know what I mean? Except for dangerous maybe to no. our team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: know? yeah. Yeah. So
1: yeah. That's, that's
0: the only no, difference, you know, because you can't predict injuries like that. Um, so what would he have to do to make you guys feel more comfortable? Uh, and we probably want to do this one quickly because we're getting a little long. Um,
3: yeah, the statistics for me. I think, you know, it's been reported, you know, he didn't contribute a goal or assist. Since, I think it was from mm-hmm. December. And that's really when I think a good player or a player that wants to make a statement in the Premier League, that's when they start, you know, chaining him, chipping in him with the goals and the assists. Really, if they want to come, come big and come strong towards the end of the season, I think he's got to be consistent mm-hmm. throughout. I
1: mean the the big one for me which you touched on before but making the different points, Max was Silver, you know, i I did have a little look at you know I'm like for start to do enjoy them. I was having a look at them earlier and all his goals and assists come with Silva Silver as manager, whereas after his departure he didn't register a single goal or assist. So I think he is, as Max said, the type of player who thrives under the right manager. You know, we've got the right manager there now. So I am expecting, especially with the price tag as well, he'll know pressure's on him and Everton have. And I think he touched on it himself in his quotes. Everton have put a lot of faith into him, so he knows he's got to perform. And I'm just hoping that helps him find an extra 10-20% each game. Uh, I, I'm just
0: going to say I want at least eight goals and five assists this season. I gonna be really specific. I mm. want it. <laughs> I mean, yes, that is specific. That's what I want. I want somebody who's able to distribute the ball. And I want somebody who can actually score in the big games. You know, that's what. Mm, yeah, that's a big. That's
1: huge. Not massive, massive. We haven't got a big game goal scorer, have we? You know, like a, like a Tim Kale or someone like that. We, we we haven't got it, and we haven't had one for a long. I'm secretly hoping Toson um, can
0: become that. He hasn't really had a lot of opportunity mm-hmm. yet, so I'm really curious yeah. to see what happens with him. I want it, I want way more than 10 yeah. goals for him this season. Just saying. But Richarlison Mm. being young, I want him, and he's playing on a little bit more that kind of left forward, that inside forward position he's going to be playing. Um, Yeah, he needs to score, he needs to distribute, and he needs to play, he needs to be able to track back on defense. Uh, Yeah. We'll be able to tell with our eyes whether or not this is a good signing, I think, in the first 10 games. So that is it for our Richarlison segment. Uh, Yeah, I forgot. I'm holding a shirt. That means. I support this signing. <laughs> Brought the shirt with me to the damn shoot. I should at least show it on camera. <laughs> uh, do us a favor. Check out uh, Max's stuff on the Toffee Blues website. He's got a recent story about Richarlison where he, you know, puts more of his passion in there. So just say it. Uh, also, <laughs> David uh, writes, uh, writes some, uh, some analysis for the Toffee Blues website. Uh, David, are you writing for anyone else right now as well? Or is that um, a tricky question?
1: And it's, it's no, <laughs> I'm making it sound a lot more complicated than it is. I'm just, I've took a break, haven't I, from writing. And I purposely haven't wrote anything for about six weeks, but I'll probably start picking up again this, this weekend onwards. So just keep an eye out for If you follow me on Twitter, you, you'll normally find what I'm up to.
0: That's right. On there. Um, I guess that's it. Let's go on uh, to talk about the preseason. All right. So, guys, we need to talk about preseason, right? Uh, not because preseason is the most important thing in the world. Because when you watch a preseason game and you expect to do all of your analysis and get super serious about it, you're probably going to have an ulcer in the first three games, okay? Mm. Because the preseason is frustrating to watch, always. And it doesn't matter what sport it is. It does not matter. Um, Everton started off with the. A friendly against uh, Erdning in Austria. Uh, I've seen them listed as a fifth division team. I've seen them listed as a seventh division team. I've also seen them listed as an amateur team. Bear that in mind. Uh, yeah, Everton put uh, 22 past them. It looked like a FIFA game. <laughs> Just saying. I felt like everyone scored. They didn't, but yeah. Uh, next game was against Bury, and that was uh, tighter uh, that ended up 1-1. And in Portugal, at the Algarve Cup, uh, they drew with Lille, nil-nil, but then had a little shootout where not everybody took a good pen. Uh, then uh, Porto, lost to Porto, 1-0. Uh, so, guys, do we see, do we watch these? Do we put these as a yeah. premium? Uh, we, you know, how do we feel about the performances so far? Um, Max, you said yeah. You want to you wanna start off?
3: Well, to to put it lightly, the, the the first one was a bit of a piss take, wasn't it? Really, I, mm-hmm. and I, I've heard, I've heard that the players were even, you know, not the most pleased to be over there. But um, in in terms of the other one, the the, the Berry one, I found quite interesting because it was you know obviously the first time we've got Amaro silverside Silverside at Everton coming up against the English opposition, and I think obviously yeah. Berry give Ever, um Liverpool a good game and were quite solid and compact against Liverpool, and they were very much the same against Devon. So, in in that regard, it, it was a good test. And I just found it strange because similar similar to the Berry game and the the Lille game, we seem to give a lot of squad players run out. Which mm. I don't know whether that means he's just getting a feel for his squad and he and he's thinking who am I going to keep and who am I going to get rid of. But that that that's something that I've picked up on that I've found quite interesting. But obviously the the Porto game was the one where everyone kind of you know, sat up a little bit and thought we're playing some good football. We kind of faded out and, you know, you expect that from pre-season games because obviously they're not quite near fitness yet. But I think there was, the more positives came from that Porto game and there's more, more to look forward to, definitely. Mm. David, what do you think yeah. about all this? Um,
1: yeah, I mean, the first game should just be written off completely. Yeah. Uh, because it, it wasn't a competitive game. It was it turned, turned into a farce for numerous reasons. Um, so then you go on to Berry and, you know and uh, there was a lot of groaning, I thought, over that game. And yeah, okay, the, the Berry's goal looked to be a little bit of a mistake for me on our part, say, defensively. But the issue is, I've said it before, I just think there's no place for real in-depth analysis of these games because mm. they are literally fitness exercises um, Berry, for example was the first pre-season um, then we had the, the two abroad against decent sides another good run out tight games um, yeah I was a little bit unhappy with the amount of friendlies we actually had scheduled. I know we brought another one in there somewhere in the mix in France. I think it's against uh, Max Rens. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad because we seem to only have about another three, two or three left after that. And yeah, I don't think that you can see from the, the performances so far that they're not up to speed fitness-wise. So I'm glad we've got another one in there. But... I don't think we've learned too much about the team and I don't think we should be looking too much into it. You go back 20 years ago, you wouldn't have the... It's because we're in this kind of 24-hour breaking news kind of social media environment that everything's getting analysed. But 20 years ago, you know, these wouldn't even make the back... Would they make the back back news, papers? I don't know. You wouldn't even know the results, would you? So I think just just little perspectives needed with them.
0: I got to be honest... I put these games on like a high priority. I find I figure out how I can watch them, and I watch as much as I can with them. Mainly because I don't have a lot of football in my life right now. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Because World Cup's over, and trust me, there was a ton then. Right. Mm. And after that, there was a short bit where the only football in my life was watching first team Juventus on Netflix, which is an excellent series Ah, by the way. So good. Second second uh, season just came yeah. out, and yeah, and the and you guys have Arlo White doing narration for the British one, mm-hmm. but the one here is actually an Italian narrator. So we have you know no, it's Italian, it's American or English subtitles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I get psyched just watching these. I, it's some of these players I haven't gotten to watch much at all. I haven't gotten a lot of Kira Dowell time. You know, watching him play with some of the some of the other guys, um, some of these players like Sandro. When's the last time we got to watch Sandro play? It's mm-hmm. been a while. Um, so I I like seeing you know te- you know potential reemerge, I, and also it's good to get an idea about some of the players. Uh, how out of it did they look? Certain ones look really, really not ready. Yeah. Okay.
1: So Jagielka is a bit of a standout for me at the moment.
0: Oh,
2: yeah? I think he
1: looks, okay. I think he not a standout player. I mean, in, in terms of looking really not at, at the races. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know if maybe it's age for him. It, taking it, long, it takes longer now to kind of get the body up to speed. I'm not sure.
0: So do you think a preseason has hurt or helped him? Help him? You think it's hurt him?
1: I, I, I don't know if I'd ever if say it's hurt him as such. I just think... Age is showing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It seems to be taking him longer to kind of, you know, lose that stiffness and get 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 the body flowing. But I suppose that's – how old is he now? He's like 34, isn't he, or something? Mm. So I suppose it's to be expected, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Uh, he was one that I, I wasn't sure if he was going to make it this season. I wasn't yeah. sure if he was going to still be with us. Yeah. Uh, but I think we have way too many players – to unload, and I just don't think I think he'll still be here because there's too many others we got to get rid of. Yeah, it's such high wages, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I've got some other players uh, I want to quickly mention. Just just give me an up or a down if you feel like they're still going to be here uh, at the end of preseason. Okay. Okay. So, Sandro.
1: Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I, yeah He's proven himself to be a Really deft crosser of the ball He looks better than I was mm. expecting um, He's working hard uh, it's Besic- all, uh, Just oh.
1: quickly on him, sorry It's also nice to see being mind, All these comments that were coming out about He was definitely not returning It seems like he, he's enjoying himself a little bit again In the end Yeah. So the set yeah. uh, Besic Yeah
0: Claassen. Uh, uh dowel uh I don't, I don't know i'm thinking loan i'm thinking yeah. he's gonna go out on yeah run. possibly um anthony robinson
3: i think he's gonna oh, well, I, on I, I, don't, I don't i think, think he looks gonna, good, i don't think they're gonna sell him i don't think they're gonna i don't think either Obviously, I he, had, he, had, he, had, he had, well, it was Barry, wasn't it? Where he had, no, it wasn't, was it? it was um, was it Lille? Where he yeah, Lille, Lille, yeah. And, yeah. But I think we'll, we'll keep him on the books, haven't we?
0: I agree with that. I just wasn't sure if he'll stay. I, I thought he might go on loan again to the championship. So, mm-hmm. Especially if we're buying Dina. So we'll yeah. see about that. Um, Schneiderlin. Uh,
2: uh,
0: Stecklenburg. I think we'll keep him.
3: Yeah, we'll keep him? I think we need him. We need him back up. Yeah,
0: we do need some kind of backup, right? Uh, Ashley Williams.
3: I've got. I don't know. I think his game against Betty wasn't too bad. I didn't think so. I've just, I've just got this kind of feeling that he'll stick around. Uh,
0: Keen. He's, I think he'll stay, but he's not played great. Morales. It does hey, seem he, like Silva may like him.
3: Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say.
0: You know? Uh, I don't
3: um, want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Martina. Connolly. I
1: think he'll go on alone.
0: I think he'll go on alone again. Mm. But I, I like the kid, you know? No. He's, he's a, a big kid. Like I didn't realize he was that big. No. I didn't yeah, know that. that. Uh, Nias. Davies, Pennington. Those are all the ones that I thought there may have a little question mark. Yeah.
2: Right?
0: Mm. Um, so, uh, remaining uh, preseason games, we've got uh, the Wren game. I think it's what yep. you said. Uh, but the ne- next one is Blackburn. That one Tomorrow, is, yeah. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah. And at some point, there's uh, Valencia, right? Yeah, I think that's all. Yeah, last that's that's the
3: final one.
1: So, that's three.
0: Is that all we got left?
1: Yeah. All right. And we it only is- just put that lens one in, obviously, last week. So yeah. it's a good thing we got that in.
0: I've heard some conspiracy theories that it's because uh, we're going to sign Ben Sabaini from Rennes. <laughs> so I wouldn't mind him if we're signing another centre-back, just saying. Yeah. All right. So I guess that's it for our preseason so far. Uh, it is at this point where we are going to... Say so long to to Max because uh, he has a life.
2: Huh.
0: Mm. Congrats, Max. Just saying. Aye. Congrats on the life. Uh, check out Max's stuff on the Toffee Blues website. You can also check out David's stuff on the Toffee Blues website, but you could also just keep an eye on the Twitter pages for both of these guys so you yeah. know what they're doing. Okay?
2: Mm.
0: Uh, I guess that's it. Max, thanks so much, man. We'll see you later. David, hey, David. sorry, you got to hang out a little longer. All right?
1: No danger. No danger. I love you, Jerry. <laughs> you we'll
0: David has decided to stay. Mm. Max has flown he's migrated right Wait. to wherever the uh, to wherever the red bearded men go. <laughs> I don't know Wait. we're doing a new segment uh, called player scenarios and that's what this is uh, basically what's happening is we uh, propose uh, a scenario like which which uh, Everton player do you think? is the best gardener. okay? And you have to say the best and the worst for that scenario. okay? Who would Fire. make who would make the best diplomat? Who would make the best, I don't know, clothing designer? people Fire. things like that, okay? So our our scenarios this week begin with which Everton player do you think would make the best action hero? And we do have Max's answers, so I'll throw those out. As soon as David has finished gracing us with his, who's the, the best uh, action hero that's on the Everton squad at the moment, David?
1: Um, certainly after the World Cup and Roll, I go Jordan Pickford. Uh, okay. you can imagine them leap, leaping about, you know, getting up to the bad guys, getting the girl at the end. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's the man, isn't he? At the world?
0: I totally agree, and that's who <laughs> I picked. Okay, completely agree. Cuz it's not just the fact that he's you know, unafraid to throw himself around. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that he's his personality. Yeah. You know, he just looks looks difficulty in the face and he doesn't care. You know, I feel like I could hear him, you know, just now, now I will say if we were talking about an action movie bad guy, I say Bessage. Just saying. Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah. Different, okay. But so funny thing is, David and I both say Pickford. Max says uh, Leighton Baines. He thinks Leighton Baines is mm-hmm. your is your action movie uh, most likely to be an action hero, uh, Everton player. And his least, the worst possibility to be an action hero for him is Pickford, because he thinks that Pickford uh, he has trouble imagining him doing Tom Cruise one-liners. Mm-hmm all right so there's that um funny thing david who's your worst selection to be an actor
1: <laughs> so completely unplanned and that's genuine it is actually laying veins, just because i think he's just too cool There's need to be if something like that was going on you could see him just being in a field with the guitar you know playing some sort of last shadow puppets covers or whatever just not giving a flying fuck so he's too cool for all that
0: uh yeah, that's I, I I have trouble seeing Baines as an action hero as well. I said uh my my least likely action hero is Davy Clausen. <laughs> just because I feel like Davy Clausen is not the kind of guy I don't know, I just feel like every time I think Davy Clausen, I think he'd look at the camera and go. Yeah,
1: yeah, just smile. My...
0: You know, just Smile and wave. Just seems like he's he's just constantly doing his thing. Even you know, I don't know, and I, and I can't really see him busting up bad guys. No, I don't know.
1: Just no. can't see it. It's the slim figure. It's the receding hairline. It's just it's the blonde hair. This doesn't go, does it? Really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just I just can't can't see it that much. Next, who is most likely? To be a reality show star. So if somebody if somebody were to make a reality show about this player's life, who's the most entertaining one? whose Whose show is gonna is gonna keep getting made? All right, David, who's our reality show star, Chris <laughs> in Everton squad?
1: So I've gone for Tom Davis just because you know the lad's just cool, isn't he? Like you see him now, he's riding skateboards around Liverpool. He's playing uh, one touch on the street. Uh, and, He dresses like he's from the 90s. Um, Just a cool guy. And I feel like a lot of people would be down for that.
0: That's who I said too. It's really, uh, yeah, it's weird. We're actually linking up on a couple of these. Actually, what's funny is we're linking up on a lot of them. But uh, I think he's just, number one, he's a single kid. He's a kid and he's single. So he, as in he's not married, maybe he's got a girlfriend, I don't know, whatever. But the fact is, Married had, people are more predictable.
1: Yeah. I was gonna say if you had the reality T V show you probably know, wouldn't you? What he's up to with the air, the beds. Yeah. I mean he's just he's so
0: unpredictable. You know, he's he'll just get up and do something. He's so impulsive. Yeah. He's just like, Yeah, I feel like doing this, so I'm gonna do it. That to me is good entertainment. Mm. You know? Uh whether it's wearing socks with the slides or or, uh, you know, playing in the street <laughs> randomly or deciding, you know what, I'm just going to wear something odd today, yeah. you know, that at the very least, the thing about Tom Davis is his personal life is not shrug worthy. Yeah. You're not going to shrug at him. So. And I yeah.
1: feel like Calvert-Lewin is a good, bit uh, big part in the, in the, you know, he just kind of comes in every so often.
0: Agreed. Mm. Yeah. Um. Uh, Max is a uh, reality show star, and I also think this would be entertaining. Is Umar Nias? Mm. I have no idea what that guy's life yeah. is like.
1: You know, you know. Now you've said that, I'm thinking. Yeah, I like, probably watched that. To be fair, I'd love to know what happens from 5 p.m. Saturday onwards. Like, what does the guy do? I just want to know what goes through his yeah. mind. I can't fathom it he's just
0: so i don't know like you can't really tell like all of his quotes seem to be very like hey i just want to work hard yeah there you go but you know there's more to it
1: yeah like does does he ever at any point not smile? you know like does he does his face ever just just straighten out at any point i don't know yeah yeah i have
0: no idea what goes on in his life to be honest with you um so max's worst reality show star I actually could see people watching uh, is uh, Balasi he is often recording himself and with all the different things he does like rapping and all that kind of stuff I feel like there is there is a an audience for Balasi yeah but I think some of his stuff falls flat with a big contingent and that's why maybe he wouldn't make the best for a lot of people Mm
1: -hmm. You know, I, 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 each each point that Max has made, I can kind of relate to what he's getting at, and even that Balassi one, I do understand what he's saying. Because he plays for everyone, but even I skip over those videos with him on Instagram. You know, got no time for it. Uh,
0: so, uh, David, who's your worst?
1: It may have just be a chance of a cheap shot at Michael Keane, but Michael Keane would be mine. You know. <laughs> He just looks bland, doesn't he? I, I'm sure he's such a nice lad, but, you no, know, he looks like he'd go on night out and have a glass of water. He's just, there's just nothing that seems to be going on there. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh
0: I said uh, a guy who I've actually never seen his expression change, and I don't know if I've ever read a quote from him. I'm sure they're out there I just can't remember any, and that I don't know. Uh, I said Kuko Martina.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, like yeah, well, that's. Well. Now the thing is, if the reality show were Kuko Martina, like in Curacao, back home, that would be fascinating because then you're like trying to figure out who he is. But right now, he just seems like. You know? And I was like, there's <laughs> no getting to know this guy. Yeah. We've had a year with him.
1: Yeah, he just he just exists, doesn't he? Like, like, oh, I, 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 this this subject's kill me. I just <laughs> I, what does he do genuinely? What does that guy
0: do? I don't know what he's into. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, not even his <laughs> fee was super interesting. He came in on a free.
1: So it's just sort of, you know... His, his performances were so insignificant that he's never even been called for an interview after the game. Or he's just... Oh, God.
0: And I guarantee you there's a huge contingent of Everton supporters who have forgotten that he's still on. Yeah. You know, yeah. that he's still in the squad. And again, I don't want to seem like a jerk here. He, he's He worked really hard for us last season, even though he's not really... You know, yeah. what we need. Yeah. He did work really hard, seems like a nice guy. I just struggle to think he'd be a reality star. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Fair point. So uh next in the final category for for this segment. <coughs> who is our best castaway? All right. Who is going to if they were stranded on a desert island, who would survive? David, who is your Tom Hanks?
2: Uh
1: I think it was a st- easy one. I, I assume you must have went the same way. Maybe Max, but Umanias. No, he's, he survived the abyss ever, and so I'm pretty sure any uh, desert islands could uh, throw at him, he, he'd handle pretty well. The guy could be left there with no way of getting back to shore. and He'd still find a way.
0: See, I I was sitting there thinking, no locker. You know, did, was he even really given a number for a while there? No, he had no
1: spot number, did he?
0: Yeah, it's the guy found a way to to stay on somehow, yeah. you know? And so I just feel like if you, like you said, if he can survive the abyss at Everton, mm. I mean, yeah, kuman mm. just did his best to flush him. Yeah. and And he's <laughs> staying on. And you know what? It seems to me like Silva has come out and said he's, He's in his plans for the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I said uh Omar Nias. uh And a shout-out for Mo Besic as well. Because you're talking about a guy whose coach, when he was in Germany, tried to strangle him. <laughs> and then he went to the Hungarian League. Mm-hmm. And he survived there, too. All right? Yeah. So... Yeah, that's, that's another survivor.
1: He also has a tattoo of knuckle dusters on his body, so, you know, it's kind of give you an idea where that guy's at, he's got a bit of steel about him.
0: Uh, so Max's suggestion uh, for his, his castaway, his survivor, is Seamus Coleman and you can't argue with that because you feel like wherever he goes, he'd figure out a way to thrive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, he'd probably get up, get along with everybody. Uh, yeah, he's... I, I I see where he's coming from with that. I really do. Um, plus, he survived a double leg break, mm-hmm. and now he seems like he's almost back... He's pretty much back to normal. Um, yeah. That's a thing. Um, Max's worst castaway away, his least adept survivor is Morgan Schneiderlin. And fair, you know, that's a fair enough suggestion because when things got rough last year, he just sort of decided, you know what, I'm not going to go after that loose ball. Yeah. I'm just going to hang out.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: and Leon, he, uh, he, 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 he took a red card. They didn't need to get himself out of that 3-0. <laughs> yeah. I thought I had that enough. I'm, I'm going to shoot off here. <laughs> so...
0: Uh my worst is somebody who I feel like gets attacked constantly by supporters for being a little mentally fragile in terms of emotions. So I would say Michael Keene because he just he does, you know, he has some trouble. Yeah. going gets tough, you know, so i'm and watch him turn around this season and just smash it I hope so, man that'd be great yeah that'd be great I, I but that.
2: Mm.
0: but yeah right now he doesn't seem like he's like last season he didn't do a whole lot of good uh, of adjusting mm. to systems or personnel uh David finish this up who's your who's your worst survivor
1: yeah for me it was Morales uh Yeah, reason being, he said you'd give him all the equipment that he is out there. He'd cook, he'd make one great meal, maybe once in every 12 days, and it just wouldn't be enough to survive because he's too inconsistent. Uh, Yeah, so he's my guy. He's my guy that I think would struggle. I think he'd struggle, Kev.
0: That is a great suggestion, by Mm -hmm. the way. Because, I mean... When you're surviving on a desert island, and I know this from experience, is you have to be <laughs> super consistent, yeah. all right? You wake up, you got to take care of business, or you die, yeah. all right? The one thing no one's ever really accused Morales of is consistency. Mm. Yeah. There you go. All right. That's a really good one to end on there, Dave. I enjoy it. Uh, uh, Yeah, I, so we're going to keep doing these. Mm. Uh, and at some point, we're going to do player scenarios classic version where we're going to be doing different uh, be previous years okay so that'll be fun too that does it for player scenarios check out uh, check out david's stuff uh, but you know what it could be on the taffy blues website but it could be other places so mm-hmm. keep an eye on that guy's twitter david i guess that's it man that's it If for some reason you have skipped through the pod to this segment, Max is not here. He had to leave. We have, so it's just me and Dave Solo, and we're going to wrap up the show with some old transfer rumors. Mm-hmm. We do this every once in a while, just to kind of harken back to yesteryear and think, wow, that's silly to hear now. So yeah, uh, July seventeenth, two 2009. Everton angry as Spurs snatch both Kyle Naughton and Kyle Walker from Sheffield United. The total fee is about £8 million. 2009. Mm. All right.
1: Um, and what did Kyle Walker go for last year? £50 million.
0: A lot more than part of £8
1: million. Mm. Yeah, shit. <laughs>
0: and that was, gosh, that was uh, nine years down the road.
1: Yeah, so that's some great service and then a great fee
0: as well. Actually, I think that's eight years down the road because it was last year. So yeah, eight years down the road. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's crazy. And Kyle Naughton, not in the Premier League anymore. No.
1: Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like
0: yeah. so uh, next, this one's actually, believe it or not, is a little uh, timely because he just had a recent transfer into the Premier League. May 8th, 2013, Everton make new bid for Jao Moutinho if Alan Smith edges closer.
1: Alan Smith edged close to Everton?
0: Yeah. Oh.
1: Alan Apparently Smith, was who was us. former United player.
0: You do what?
1: Alan, Alan Smith, who was formerly Manchester United. I,
0: I believe so.
1: God, I thought that would have been a little bit too late on in his in his career, that one. Um, Wouldn't this
0: be uh, since it's 2013? I mean, is that... I mean, that's not. Is that the beginning? Is that just at the end of Moyes? Uh,
1: um, yeah, that would have been the end of Moyes and first season of Martinez.
0: So if this was May 8th. So I guess Moyes wasn't gone yet or was about to go?
1: About to go, but maybe it hadn't been announced. Um, gotcha. Yeah. But Martinio um, he was just signed for Wolves. Yep. He was he was like a Raquelme type character where we were constantly getting linked with him. Was he at Porto at the time, or does it does it not say?
0: Um, I totally don't remember.
1: Yeah, I, I'm sure he was at somewhere in Portugal, and uh, yeah, he was one where we were really getting excited. About it just never happens. Like a Yarmolenko as well.
0: Funny you should say Yarmolenko. Oh. <laughs> August twenty first, two thousand fifteen. Everton agree fifteen million pound deal to sign Andrew Andrew Yarmolenko for from uh, Dynamo Kiev. I gotta say that again. I was sitting there trying to do two things at once. Uh, August twenty first. So cut that last part out, Ben. Thanks. August twenty first, two thousand fifteen. Everton agree fifteen million pound deal to sign Andrew Yarmolenko from Dynamo Kiev. So. That's another guy who just came to the Premier League. He's with West Ham now.
1: Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, we were, another one we were looking forward to. Obviously, he was part of that team that hammered us over in Kiev. Um, but despite that, still looked nailed on. He was going to come and he didn't. And then obviously, he's ended up going. He went to Dortmund and now he's gone West Ham, which is the kick in the teeth. But.
0: Mm. Yeah, I wanted Yarmolenko pretty bad that year because I yeah. felt like we were missing an extra offensive, like attacking component. Yeah. And uh, I thought he really could help us out because he seemed like a strong guy. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. When we, have, when we get transfers in, one of the first things I look at is do they look like physically imposing? Because mm-hmm. the Premier League, I feel like, needs that
1: for part. And did, he seemed
0: like a big dude.
1: Did you follow him much at Dortmund? Because I never, so I'm not sure how he actually got on. He up. has one
0: or two like really good highlights. Yeah. But I'm the the vibe that I've gotten is that he did not really wow the Dortmund oh, okay, supporters. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and so he's on at uh, West Ham. And my guess is if <laughs> if they're smart, they just won't play him every every match. Yeah. Don't play him every match, and maybe you'll get some really good. Really good moments from him. Iron- he's, not like, he's not like 24 years old. You know, he's getting, yeah. he's getting up there.
1: Ironically, I did see on Twitter earlier, I think West Ham are playing tonight. And yeah, he's, he's being rested already.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, by the way, Jean Moutinho was sporting Lisbon.
1: Sporting Lisbon, okay. So, um, I knew it was one of the top three in Portugal that he was at. There's only the real three teams with Noton in Portugal, so it was a one in three <laughs> chance of getting it right. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, he had a good World Cup too. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still still going, still looks good. Yeah. Uh, How old is he now, yeah. Gary? Oh, geez. I I'm don't actually if, not sure. if you don't.
1: Let's just say he's thirty. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: So yeah. So those are those are three uh, transfer rumors from from years, from days past, uh, that I think if some of those had happened, we'd have been okay with them, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I'd say especially Kyle Walker, I think we've yeah. been, been okay with him, but you know, we've got 60 grand at that same position. So, mm, yeah, so. so. anyway, so that is it for the big show. All right. Uh, Thanks so much for listening to everybody, for the podcasters out there. If you've been uh, checking us out via the Sound Waves, uh, please subscribe to the Toffee Blues Podcast. Rate it if you can. Give us a little review that says something like, David, where have you been? Come back, man. Miss you. That kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I very much doubt any of that is going to be happening. Unless it is me who comments that, which is probably a good idea, actually.
0: did not humble David great? That's another reason why you should write a review about (laughs) David. Fantastic. (laughs) Uh, Also, uh, please uh, check out the Tuffy Blues YouTube channel. Uh, Subscribe to that. We're slowly chugging toward uh, 900 subscribers and eventually toward 1,000. That's what we're going for. All right. So we'd appreciate it if you if you check us out there as well. Uh, David's got uh, David's a writer as well. He's not just a face and a voice. Mm. All right. He's Mm. got he's got uh, written analysis. So check him out. You can find him on the Top Clues website. Some, but you know what? He's in other places too. Check out his Twitter. David, what is your uh, your Twitter handle?
1: It is uh, at D A Hughes ninety two.
0: Okay, that's at D-A-H-U-G-H-E-S nine two.
1: See, this is the thing with Jerry, not only is he a good looking man, but he can also spell. Bravo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I I know how to spell People's names that I that I speak with.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm read off <laughs> There the you spree. go. It's a
0: it's a great talent. Let me tell you. Wow. Uh,
1: <laughs> I can see you're so, gonna go far, Jerry.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, check out uh, the Toffee Blues also on Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram, and also just check out the Toffee Blues website. Lots of analysis there. Just all things Everton. Check it out. All right. David, really awesome to see you again, man. Uh, appreciate it. Hopefully, I get to to see you here within a within a month or two, man. All right,
1: I'll, I'll pop in as and when I can and see how everyone's getting on.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. We need that. We need that because we need to know how you're getting on too, man. Uh, David, thanks a lot. Go to your go to your life.
1: Mm, I will do, mate. So got a dog that's running around like a, well, a puppy actually, shows. It's just full of beans at the moment, and it's getting quite tedious. So,
0: I've heard it like squeak every once in a while, yeah. Yeah. just very faint. But mm-hmm. I heard it so. All right, man, take care, and uh, yeah, I guess that's it.
1: Cheers, mate. Thanks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Uh,